Welcome to the Green Sky Social Work Podcast. I am your host, Green Sky. I'm a clinical social worker and a college professor. Today, we will continue our series on different types of families. This topic focuses on the importance of non-custodial parents in single parent homes and the children involved in these types of arrangements after parents decide to dissolve their relationship. After parental relationship is dissolved, either through separation or divorce, creating a stable family situation is extremely important for the children. It is important for parents in these situations to put the child first. And studies have shown that after the non-custodial parent leaves the household, it is very important for them to remain involved in the child's life because this involvement creates stability for the child. A stable family situation post-divorce or separation increases the child's overall well-being and also their functioning as an adult. Unstable families constitute a situation where the children have fewer interactions with the non-custodial parent. And in many cases, they don't get the quantity and quality of parenting from the custodial parent. Non-custodial parents may not invest as much time with their child's teachers and other parents in the community. And those are all of the things that can lead to lower level of child well-being. These children probably experience a lot of stress and disruption. A stabilized post-family environment is clearly helpful for children, particularly for older children, such as adolescents, because stability allows these children to focus on their own developmental needs rather than on continual family crises. I am now going to introduce a concept called parental alienation syndrome. This consists of the manipulation of children by the custodial parent who incessantly tries to turn them against the other parent by arousing in them feelings of hatred and contempt for the targeted parent. One out of four children involved in divorce and separation undergoes this definition of parental alienation. Men are usually the targeted parent, and since in most cases the mother has custody of the child, the so-called alienating parent is the one who has custody and uses this power to brainwash the child, turning them against the alienated parent. In most cases, um, the process is very subtle, and the custodial parent can make statements such as, if I could just tell you all about your father. Or they can also make the child feel sorry for wanting to spend time with their father. More studies are examining the concept of parental alienation. And what researchers are finding is that they're urging psychological, legal, and child custodial disciplines to really recognize parental alienation as a real concept with lots of evidence. And they are now um, defining this term in, in relation to family violence. Studies are showing that 22 million parents have been victims of behaviors that led to this parental alienation. And 
they are explaining that these behaviors are the source of long-term negative consequences for the psychological health and well-being of children and it also impacts these children when they grow up to become adults. So they're now saying that um, this doesn't have to exist and you have to treat an alienated parent like an abused person. You have to treat the child like an abused child. You take the child out of that abusive environment, you get treatment for the abusive parent, and you put the child in the safe environment and the healthier the parent. Parental alienation is an outcome of aggressive behavior directed toward another individual with the intent to cause harm. So researchers are now drawing direct lines between widely recognized patterns of abuse like emotional and psychological aggression and the behavior of alienating parents. Psychological aggression is a very common form of child maltreatment and that involves attacking a child's emotional and social well-being. And in a similar matter, alienating parents can harm their children by targeting the other parent and they can have the child um, fear the other parent and make the child think that the other parent is unstable and dangerous even when there's no evidence of danger that that's existing so alienating parents will further reject shame or guilt trip their children for showing loyalty or warmth to the other parent and so researchers are now arguing that these behaviors are abusive and that there is a power dynamic in these relationships so they're finding that parental alienation is kind of a lopsided power dynamic in which one partner subjugates the other through intimidation, coercion, threats, or threats of physical violence. Children are used as weapons in the form of intimate terrorism, as they're now calling it. And this power imbalance in such intimate situations can be seen in custody disputes. Um, this parent yields that they have a court order saying that they have full custody of the child and sometimes they can withhold contact with the non-custodial parents. And um, court family systems are now seeing these situations. They're now becoming more aware. Judges, lawyers, and social workers are now starting to realize that this is um, another way of looking at child abuse and another way of abusing the non-custodial parent. Research are showing over and over again that the child and the mother benefit when the biological father plays an important role. The biological father can positively influence the child's life by staying involved with the child after the relationship is dissolved. My name is Green Sky and thank you for listening to the Green Sky Social Work Podcast.